Welcome to the Jet Life Podcast, pulling back the curtain on private aviation so you can live that jet life to the fullest. My name is Tom Lelio, and I'm your ultimate jet guide. Hello and welcome to the Jet Life Podcast. My name is Tom Lelio and today I'm in a special location. I'm over here in Ocala with the maintenance master himself. This is Shane with Airplane Intel. Shane, thank you so much for being here. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you, man. What I love about what Airplane Intel does is not just a shop that is focused on the planes that are there, taking care of them. You have the expertise of mechanics, but you really have the buyer or your client's best interests at heart because people will hire you to do these pre-buys to make sure they know what they're getting themselves into. Sure, sure. So it's, it's uh, really a full circle kind of service. We start with the buyer at the beginning, kind of helping them identify their their mission and, and budget, what the, the best making model for that mission and budget. And then we go into searching the market for them, uh, whether they're on, on or off market airplanes and anything from single engine pistons up to mid-sized jets. After that, the pre-purchase inspection is broken down into three phases. The first phase is us auditing the FAA records, the airworthiness and registration file. The, in the airworthiness file is all the major alterations, major repairs, anytime there's any type of either STC done mm -hmm. or damage histories. So we're, we're auditing those, looking for the right technical data, making sure that the STC was right for the airplane, as well as uh, damage history. So the major repairs are gonna be telltale signs of damage history in, in those uh, okay. 337s. Gotcha, so phase one is is auditing just the general idea of the plane and what major things have happened to it. What, yes. what, what's phase two? The phase two is us going through the law books from the time the airplane was built until now looking for maintenance trends, utilization history, AD compliance, airworthiness directives compliance, and then again, those major alterations, major repairs to make sure that anything that is in the law books, the FAA has it. Sure. Okay. And then phase three? Phase three is us going to the airplane, wherever it may be. We travel, you know, most of the stuff we do is in the United States for the acquisitions and pre-buys. Start with a maintenance-oriented kind of max performance flight test. We take it up, make sure it can do everything that the book says it can do. Test engine performance. And then when we get in the air, we run all the airframe systems. Mm -hmm. Depending on whether it's a piston or a turbine airplane, we have a few in-flight engine performance tests that we do. Make sure that they're the temperatures and pressures of the engines are the way they should be. And then uh, we shoot a couple approaches with the autopilot on, making sure that all the avionics couple with the autopilot the way it should. Yep. Once we get on the ground, we do compression check for pistons, mag timing for pistons. For turbine airplanes, you do uh, a, a bore scope as well as the pistons, you're doing a bore scope. In the piston airplanes, you're looking more for cracking and discoloration mm -hmm. of, of pistons sure. or, or exhaust valves, intake valves. For turbines, you're, you're looking for sulfidation with the blades cracking of the hot section of the engine. Sure. Once we go through the engines, what we do is do nose to tail visual examination of the airplane, looking mm -hmm. for any kind of defects, whether it's cracks, corrosion, mechanical, structural, cosmetic. And then at the end, we make you know 10 to 15 page report and mm -hmm. it's everything you could want to know about the airplane with a valuation that you could take to the bank and get a loan on the Right, bid. you laid it out really well. And that's one of the things when people are coming into pre-buy, it's like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, they look at me like, Tom, what am I supposed to do for a pre-buy? And you laid it out really easy. You know, phase one, we're gonna look at the overall condition as the FAA sees it. And then phase two, you know, looking at the logbooks, learning the history of the aircraft is gonna be important. And then at, at you know, finally we get our hands on it. So the reason we do it in that order from the FAA records to the logbooks to going to the airplane, flying it, uh, it's going to be your cheapest investment to look at the FAA uh, records first. And then if we smart. see, if we see, hey, the wing came off and, and they didn't file a 337 for it, or, or they did this STC and it's completely not for that airplane, 
then you got the most bang for your buck out of the pre-purchase inspection at that point. Well, yeah, and what I love about that, just start, sorry to cut you off, but I always tell people the pre-buy is not to determine that you have a perfect airplane, you mm -hmm. know, or that there's nothing wrong with it, or that it's it's a magical unicorn and it's going to fly wherever, whenever. The point of the pre-buy is to know what you're getting into. Yeah. So if you find out that the wing was replaced without a 337, you can still buy the plane. I mean, there's nothing stopping you, sure. but you know what you're getting into now. Yes, yes, and and you go more in depth as the pre-buy goes. So it's gonna take you longer to audit all the law books than it is the FAA records. Mm. So we, we split it up into three phases. That way you don't end up buying, you know, a million dollar paperweight. Appreciate you checking out this video. Before I continue, I want you to go to theultimatejetguide.com where I've put together a full guide for jet buyers like yourself. Let's talk about test flights. Yeah. Should test flights be done before you get into the pre-buy meat and potatoes and, and, and putting your hands on it? Should it be done after as kind of like a return to service? There seems to be two schools of thought, at least that I've seen. When do you do a test flight? Generally, the way we like to do it is find an airplane, do as much research on the internet as you can about it, call around about it, and then make an initial offer based upon your initial due diligence and then go into the FAA records and the law books because you have locked in the airplane. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to have a contract in place before you start doing sure, the pre-buy. Sure. Let me ask you about this. There's a first-time buyer. Mm -hmm. We all know that you can buy a plane with missing logbooks. You can buy a plane that's got corrosion. You can buy a plane that's got damaged history. For the first-time buyer, how do you help him navigate when you come across some of these things that could be a hurdle, but a hurdle that you can get over. For a first-time buyer, how do you kind of navigate? Sure, I think so. For the first-time buyer, the biggest thing is before you get into really, like you said, the meat and potatoes of a pre-buy or even uh, making offers, really narrowing down the best making model for your mission and budget. Okay is a very good starting point because each airplane you go look at, every single one is gonna have something about it. Each one, none something of them are gonna be it. perfect. Yes, uh, and, and that may be a, a scratch in paint or that may be a wing that came off. Yeah. Or if you know the make and model, like a citation, like corrosion under the potty, yeah. like we're gonna look for that. Yes, so each airplane has, has hot spots, like he says. It all depends on what the squawk is. If it's, say it's a, a, a a normal squawk for that airplane. In, mm -hmm. in that case, there's going to be a, an easy way to get it done. There's, most, a, path, most there's, a, path there's a path to, to getting gotcha, it done. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and just depending on the cost of, of the squawk and the timeline, mm -hmm. managing expectations Ooh, with, I love with that. the buyer is a really good one. Is there any showstoppers that you would recommend a, a first time buyer definitely walk away from? Missing logs, yes. uh, damage history, um, uh, engines, you know, maybe a little running a little hot. Is there any like you're like, dude, I know you're a first time buyer. It's probably best that we sure. you know. So most of the time you, you find that a lot of these problems will compound if, if mm. because it's about the pedigree of the airplane. If you find mm. one that has corrosion, it's, it has corrosion because somebody hasn't been looking in the wings. It's been sitting outside. Mm. Uh, a lot of those, a lot of times those, those problems compound, but really it's a case by case scenario. If say, say it's got damage history. Um, there's a bunch of airplanes that have damage history. As long as the 337 was filled out, if it, if it, if it needed a major repair, that it was done in accordance with the right technical data, it was fixed correctly. If it had a gear up, the engines went to an overhaul shop mm -hmm. to get overhauled and it was documented in the logbooks. Um, 
it's kind of when you're going to do pre-buys, it's kind of almost like investigating because you're yeah. you wanting to put together the whole lifeline of the yeah. airplane, how it was taken care of from the time it was built until now. One of the main messages I want to tell buyers is let's do a pre-buy. Let's figure out what we're walking into. And there's usually a path through it. Sure. Just because it has damaged history, it's not the end of the world. It could be in your favor. You get a better price point. Or the reason why you're looking at it is because you like the price point and the reason why the price point is the way it is, is because of the damage history. So I think a lot of times buyers have this, this misunderstanding that they're walking into a situation that it's, it's gonna be perfect. And it's usually priced for a reason. If it's you know, too good to be true, it probably is. And, and you really painted that from your expertise as a mechanic, as a pilot, as someone who does these pre-buys on a regular basis, like there's usually a way through and it's, it's talking with your broker, with your with your mechanic, with your team to say, do we want to walk this path, you know, or do we want to go somewhere and somewhere else and try a different path? So no, I I love how you put that. Yeah, uh, a big part of that is is how labor intensive the squawk is. Yep. And the downtime associated yep. with it, and Parts the expectation from the buyer. So if yep. the buyer says, hey, you know, I'm looking to get into um, an airplane that has some downtime associated with it. I enjoy maintenance. I enjoy fixing things up. Then, hey, maybe that airplane is for you. The way I look at it is if I would put my family in the airplane mm -hmm. and it's a safe airplane, that's uh, uh, something that can be negotiated on for closing. And then, you know, we find a good shop, put it into yep. to get it fixed and get you back in the air. But if it's something that I wouldn't put my family in, then most of the time that needs to be handled before closing. Yeah. Let's talk about shops for a second. So, um, one of the big questions I get from like, what shop do I do I go to? And I always talk about the different levels. You got your service centers, your authorized service centers, um, your your guy on the on the on the on the ramp. You know, the who's whoever's hanging around the the airport. Um, you've got your guys that are kind of regionally known. Mm -hmm. You know, and then of course at the very bottom we have like Bob's. You know, Bob's garage where he's mm -hmm. he's a car mechanic that <laughs> can read a schematic kind of sure. a thing. Airplane Intel recently, if we can announce that you recently yeah. got, you know, your certification as a 145. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. 145 is a repair station license from the FAA. What it means is that you have a quality control manual. You have uh, an employee training manual. You have specific policies and mm -hmm. procedures for how to do things safely. Let's go into the acquisitions component to help find an aircraft, not just do the pre-buy on it. Why do you think it's necessary for people to have someone on their side doing the acquisitions and not just go to controller or just have a buddy or? I think um, you come into it a lot more educated and it's a lot safer of a decision because you have somebody in your corner that, I mean, a lot of these airplanes we see get change hands a few times, so. yeah you'll see it and say, oh, I already know the story on that airplane when a guy could be just coming in blind, fat, dumb, and happy to go buy it. Yep. A lot of people that are buying airplanes are busy. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time and effort during the day, the middle of the day, uh, to, to find these airplanes, negotiate, negotiate on them, set up purchase agreements, all that stuff. And it's, it's something that, you know, we do every day. Right. We have the connections. We're working with people. We're working with pilots, working with mechanics. And, and so it's easier for us to dedicate our time, energy, and effort so that we can bring to you, you know, the, 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 the Reader's Digest version and you can make an informed decision quickly instead of, you know, spending all that time, energy, and effort. Really the way that I put it to them when, when my customers come to me is that um, from what I charge for the buyer's assistance program, meaning helping you identify your, the best making model for your mission budget, mm -hmm. searching the market, doing all the negotiating, set up the purchase agreement, 
negotiating after pre-buy, helping to get it home, lining up a pilot, you know. So all of that, most of the time, I, I negotiate the money off of the airplane before I even go look at it. Oh, sure. Before I do the pre-buy. So it's like you're going to spend the same amount of money, but you're, you're much more likely to get a safe airplane, timely, at a better price, and it not be so kind of hairy, you know? Right. Because of your expertise, you're able to negotiate and almost bake in your commission to the, to the actual agreement so that when uh, they're making that purchase, you know, they also have your services as well. Yeah. You're saving them money. You're saving them time. You're saving them a headache down the road. And they get a safe airplane on top of it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of the goal. Um, what about when someone says, I've got a pilot, I got a mechanic, do they still require assistance in your opinion? I, I would have uh, some type of buyer's agent in my corner uh, outside of the pre-buy just to have them help negotiate everything yeah. do everything on the purchase agreement make sure that your terms are fair help help do things like work in work in the delivery flights into the purchase agreement get longer time to do pre-purchase inspections help you make those connections for the pre-purchase inspections or the pilots to get the airplane home otherwise you're just gonna be doing all stuff blind and, and and to your point like the the age the buyer's agent can still work with the pilot can still work oh, with sure. and, and i think that's that's probably the best way to look at it, is you're assembling a team you don't want just one guy in your corner. Uh, you want multiple people. And what I love about being an acquisition broker is that I get to be like a master of chaos. I'm herding the cats. And so, yeah. you know, Mr. Smith can just call me and be like, yep, I talked to the mechanic. I talked to the pilot. I talked to the, to the insurance guy. I talked to the finance guy. And sure. here's the report. And it's, it's, and, it's, and it's done. Most of the people, like I said, most of the people that have money buying jets, uh, their time is worth a lot yeah. and, and all those things you just said talking to those six people before he calls <laughs> you and you just say yeah it's good that took a lot of time it that did. saves them a lot of money yeah exactly exactly tell us you know where can we find out more information about airplane intel what are you guys up to where can people go to find out more information and you know pick your brain we're in the process of doing rebranding on the business right now uh we're going to do a bunch more content this year on youtube and on our website uh it's going to be airplaneprebuy.com or airplaneintel.com Really, we go all over the country all the time, helping people buy airplanes, doing pre-purchase inspections, helping people get airplanes home, and maintaining airplanes. We have a shop here in Ocala, and uh, it helps support our buyer's assistance program and our pre-purchase inspections. So after folks buy airplanes, they can bring them here to get them maintained, uh, keep them going. Yeah, you're a one-stop shop. I really appreciate it. Sure. Shane, thanks a lot, man. Yes. I really do. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out theultimatejetguide.com.